0: To Detroit Today on 1019 WDET, I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, I'm glad you've joined. Amid a coup attempt in the nation's capital, we're all trying to process what changes might be in store for our democratic system in the coming years. Some are pretty scary to think about, whether our republic will withstand these tests. But there's another huge political change that's coming to Michigan that's giving a lot of people some hope for a more representative future. Our newly formed Independent Redistricting Commission is soon going to redraw our legislative and congressional lines. And it's going to do it in a way that takes politicians mostly out of the equation. Now, before this year, these lines were drawn by the state legislature a process that has allowed Republicans in recent years to gerrymander legislative and congressional districts to their advantage. For example, although Democrats consistently win more total votes statewide than Republicans do in legislative and congressional races, Republicans have held on to comfortable majorities both in the state legislature and in our congressional delegation for years. So the hope with this new redistricting commission is that those districts will now more accurately reflect voter preferences across our state. But there are also some major challenges ahead, including making sure that the maps are drawn using accurate data from the new U.S. census, which, of course, has been shrouded in controversy like everything else the Trump administration touches and is still being debated because of the effect of COVID-19 on the Census Bureau's ability to get that data. Here to talk about all of this is the state official who is tasked with overseeing the formation of the Redistricting Commission, Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson. Jocelyn, welcome back to Detroit Today. Good morning. Yes, it's great to have you here. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. So let's start with the status of the Redistricting Commission. Let's talk about where it is now and what will happen over the next several months as it begins its work.
1: Well, yeah, and, and this is probably one of the, the most significant political uh, changes, as you noted, that's going to be happening in our state, not just this year, but that has happened in, in several years. And that's a, recognizing that there have been a lot of changes over the past several years. Mm-hmm. The redistricting commission was uh, selected through a very robust and rigorous Process that began in October 2019, and uh, at the end of 2020, or towards the end of, I think it was August 2020, after a multi-tiered process, there was a random selection of 13 commissioners: four Republicans, four Democrats, and five independents. And they began meeting in August and quite rigorously following the rules and guidelines of the constitutional provision that created the commission uh, to prepare themselves to be able to draw the districts for the citizens of Michigan in the state legislature, the state Senate, and congressional districts beginning this year, once the census data is available in a few months, and then the the, the districts will be in place by the end of this year, and they will then be used to elect representatives to the state legislature, state senate, and to Congress beginning in the 2022 election.
0: So I want to talk in a bit about census data and mm-hmm. how how difficult it may be to to try to rely on that this year how different that will be but first let's talk just a little about this process as you said this is a commission that's split between republicans and democrats uh, and and independents I, I have some friends though who are really skeptical that you can ever really remove politics from a process like this. And they believe that, really, this is just all sort of window dressing, that, that, yeah, it'll look different, but what we will end up with is something similar to what we have now, in that, in that it, will, it will sort of be bent to some sort of political uh, instinct. Uh, talk about why you don't think that's the case.
1: Yeah. Look, well, this is the first time our state, and really any state, has ever done something like this. The only close comparison is California, and so I understand the the cynicism of the unknown uh, and the recognition that this process of drawing districts has been, you know, quite famously mired in politics, you know, at, you know since the beginning of the process. So I so I get that, and I think what I see are are you know three things that have that give me hope and optimism and, and really an expectation that it will be um that it will live up to the, the the vision of of a of a citizens district and commission without gerrymandering with independence uh and uh and then I'll I'll also say something that citizens can do to ensure that but first you know the commissioners that were selected from over nearly 10,000 people who applied really do uh, uh regardless of their party affiliation represent the best of what anyone who supported the creation of this commission would really want uh, they're truly dedicated to the principles of this commission and to me those principles are uh, threefold one uh, the the commission's work has to be uh, transparent Uh, it has to be you know every step and we've tried to do this in my department make sure every decision that's made is as transparent as possible we've posted every aspect of the, the process at redistrictingmichigan.org for the public to see and track. And the second is is that it has to be truly citizen-led, uh, that the citizens on this commission have to be committed to um, being the voice of citizens, not elected officials, not being concerned with politics, but just concerned with what's best for the communities that the, in the districts that, that they're drawing. And then the third principle is, is making sure it's truly independent from political pressure. And that's really where the public can come in now and in the months ahead. Obviously, I believe very much so that the commissioners who are randomly selected do uh, fulfill that desire to be independent of politics and citizen-led and transparent. But citizens now can make sure that actually truly continues this year. By being involved in the process, there's going to be public meetings as well as opportunities for citizens to draw their own districts and submit maps to the commission for consideration. Those maps will be seriously considered by the commission. In fact, they're required to have that public input. And the more people submitting maps, the more members of the public who are watching this process and involved with it as the maps are drawn, the better we get to fulfilling that ideal that process truly is independent, citizen-led, and transparent, and engaging citizens, not politicians, in drawing the districts.
0: And so, uh, when I, I know it's probably too early to talk about the outcome quite yet, but do you expect that the, the lines we are going to see drawn by this commission will look fundamentally different from what we have now. Now now first let's hmm. talk about what we have now. What we have now is a map that was drawn by the Republican majority uh, that had control in 2011 and their aim their aim, you know, not not any sort of secret aim was was to to make sure that they had uh, the advantage. And so we have some very strange looking districts uh, particularly in our congressional district but also in uh, in the legislature, do you imagine that this commission will produce something that just doesn't even resemble the process that that we had before?
1: I think it's very likely that the the districts will be much more compact and uh, less gerrymandered than before, at, for you know two reasons. I think one, uh, the when politicians are drawing districts, they're usually considering a number of political factors. Not the least of which is is who gets elected out of them. Is it whether it's protecting a particular incumbent or protecting a party's advantage? They're oftentimes drawn through that lens of what the what the results of the election will be as a result. Who will be elected out of this district as a result of it being drawn this way? What the data shows and what these citizens on our commission, certain on the commission, certainly. Um, are committed to is not looking at the end result but looking at the the, the, the district itself and letting the voters ultimately in those districts determine uh, and put being put putting them in the best position to determine the outcome of any election which is how democracy should work and and so the districts aren't going to be drawn from a ele- through the lens of who's going to win as a result and how can we draw this district to further assure that result. Uh, They're going to be drawn from the perspective of what's best for the communities in those districts, what's best, uh, you know, does it it make sense to have this community and this college be in the same district, for example, or, you know, different determinations like that. It's going to be a more citizen-led focus than a political focus, and the best way to, again, ensure that that citizen focus is as well-informed as possible is for citizens to continue to submit data and information to the commissioners so that they can know, again, what's best for the communities that they're drawing the districts for.
0: Mm. I'm talking with Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson. Uh, we're talking about the redistricting process here in Michigan, which happens this year, 2021, and it's going to happen in a really different way because of the decision we made in 2018 to really upend the redistricting process here in the state of Michigan forever. It has been a political process. The state legislature has had a lot of control over drawing the lines and deciding who will represent whom. Now we have an independent commission that is going to do that. There's Republicans on it. There's Democrats on it. There's people who consider themselves independents, and uh, they will work together to come up with what those maps ought to look like. Uh, If you want to join the conversation, give us a call. What questions do you have about Michigan's new Independent Redistricting Commission? Are you hopeful that it's going to create a fairer and more representative uh, look for our state legislature and congressional delegations uh, in Lansing and in Washington uh, or are you somebody who's concerned about this? Uh, don't necessarily buy the idea that this is a better way to draw those lines. Uh, are you worried that uh, it won't remove political interest uh, sufficiently from the process and we might end up with something similar to what we have? As always, the number here on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313 577 1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and uh, and put comments there and hashtag us. We'll try to work you into the conversation. Uh, before we get to to listeners, uh, Jocelyn, I want to give you a chance to talk about the census, the role that the 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 problems in the census could play in being able to do this in the way that uh, that voters. Had in mind when they when they decided this in 2018.
1: Yeah, and of course the census has been mired in in controversy as you mentioned uh, since it's since it began uh, the, since the process began uh, a few years ago, uh, leading up to this moment. I think for the redistricting commission, what I've seen is the most important or two most important things is that the census data is as accurate as possible uh, in de- determining the, 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 the demographics of the community. And secondly, that it's delivered in, in, in as timely manner as possible, because there is a deadline in this in the state to have the maps done uh, by the end of this year, by November first. And there's an election on and, and next November 2022, um, in which those districts will be utilized as the maps to elect representatives. So we're on a very um, unforgiving timeline, and the sooner that census data comes to Michigan, and and the more accurate it is, the better it positions. The, the citizens drawing the maps and the citizens offering input on the maps to to have a very robust process that is not rushed, but actually again fulfills the goals of those who created this commission. That there will be a thoughtful citizen-led public input process to draw these maps. So we need that data, uh, and my hope is that uh, we need it to be accurate. And my hope is that um, as we move forward in the, in the next months, uh, we'll see some changes to help you know further those goals and ensure that we can have that data and ensure be assured of its accuracy uh,
0: as soon as possible yeah well and and one of the things that we are waiting to learn from the census is what our congressional complement will look Mm -hmm. like Uh, each of Mm -hmm. the last two uh, redraws we've lost a seat here uh, in michigan we've got Mm -hmm. 14 now we could be down to 13 that has a uh, potentially uh, huge impact on on what we do for redistricting uh, as well. And, and talk about what that means for this new commission having to then squeeze 14 into 13.
1: Well, yeah, and again, I think that's why it's so important that the commission's going to be making decisions from the perspective of what's best for the community, not what's best for any political party or any incumbent, because you can see how that pressure may have impacted the drawing of districts when there have been alterations in the numbers, reductions in numbers of districts in years past. And so I think that's going to be a, a significant factor. And in fact, when, when California went through a citizen's districting process uh, several years ago, this is now their, their second decade in which they've done this, their ultimate maps, which were drawn by a citizen commission, were rejected by both parties. Neither party liked them, in part because they pitted incumbents against each other in state and congressional districts. And uh, to me, that is a it's, that's an indication that the commission actually did draw truly independent maps that both parties are don't like them. And so we'll look to see and probably anticipate something like that happening here as well, which, again, is a factor that or is a indicator to me that the maps truly are apolitical, independent and citizen, you know, draw citizen's best interest in mind, uh, which is, again, the goal of, of this process. So there will be a lot of changes to uh, the makeup of our legislative bodies as a result of this commission that's, that's uh, and the districts that they've drawn and I, I think that's something as we see also in this very heated political moment that we're in gives me a lot of hope that moving forward we're going to see a more citizen driven process uh, and a more thoughtful process uh, that I hope will translate into a more citizen led and thoughtful deliberative process in our actual legislatures
0: Congress mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Congress itself and we do have some examples I mean what they're doing in Arizona with the independent mm-hmm. uh, redistricting commission it's different right it's structured differently mm-hmm. uh, than ours but if you look at the changes in that state's congressional delegation for instance over the last mm-hmm. uh, over the last couple of years i think they owe to uh, the, some of the changes that they've they made in the way that they that they draw the lines and it it, it certainly has caused a lot of political rancor in that state uh, but it's also, I think, given citizens way more voice in in the mm-hmm. process. And when you talk to people from Arizona about it, I, they all seem much more tuned into it than they did before.
1: Yeah, and I and I think every data indicator is 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 driving us to that same conclusion here in Michigan. Not the least of which because it was this incredible citizen led effort that led to the creation of this uh, of the commission. It wasn't created by or you know imposed upon the the citizens by you know any organized entity, it was actually a citizen led effort. and because of that we're going to we saw more citizens than we'd even anticipated apply to be a part of the commission and and that produced some really tremendous leaders on the commission. and now I, I anticipate that's going to continue and we'll see more citizens engage in the process. So the bottom line, I think is well, there's lots of uncertainty because this is a new process. Every indicator, both in other states and in Michigan up to this point, has underscored that we're on the right track to see a truly independent, citizen-led, transparent process for redistricting in Michigan this cycle. And that gives me a great deal of hope uh, and excitement to, and, and to look forward to see what it's going to produce this year and what citizens are going to be able to do as a result of having an even greater voice in this process than ever
0: before. Mm. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Call with your questions for Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson. Call to talk about this new redistricting process that we are about to embark on here in Michigan. Let's go to Jose in Lansing. Jose, welcome to the show.
2: Just as my initial thoughts, just turning on the radio and hearing it, um, I think it's a breath of fresh air and something that's deeply needed, not only in the state, but in the, across the nation. Um, and I think that it's a great first step or second step, however you would look at it, uh, and so moving forward. And, um, as the previous caller said, you know, engaging the citizens and allowing us to have more say and, and freedom in that, um, and give a better representation of us as a whole, um, you know, it's something that. You know, again, it gives me hope as well, especially as somebody who's newly moved back to Michigan, who grew up here, who's hmm. been away for a long time. Uh, it, it, I take it as a kind of a pride thing, saying that Michiganders are, you know, willing to do this and moving forward. And um, those are again my my first initial thoughts on it. So, yeah. um, yes, thank you to all of those who are helped championing this forward.
0: Yeah, Jose, I really appreciate the call uh, and the thoughts. Uh, I also want to share some thoughts from uh, longtime GOP consultant Jeff Timmer, who told Bridge Michigan last week that uh, he helped Republicans gerrymander the districts last time uh, the maps were drawn. That that was a very uh, robust business in many states, <laughs> helping, helping whichever party is in charge figure out a way to draw the map that would comply with federal law, but then also give them political advantage. Uh, Jeff Timmer now says that the maps he helped draw have fueled some of the political rancor that has led to uh, President Trump. Um, uh, somebody who's, I think, being pretty honest about uh, his own culpability here and his own uh, regrets about uh, the way things have have turned out for us here uh, in the state of Michigan, um, as Jose is saying, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of people um, who believe that this is, uh, you know, this is a better way. This is a, a, a different way of thinking about it. That that, that use of consultants, uh, Jocelyn Benson, uh, that I was talking about, is something that that again goes on in in many states. Will this commission be able, though, to use consultants in a different way, uh, removing the sort of political edge from it?
1: Yes, and every decision the commission has made thus far to actually build their staff, they hired an executive director late last year, and are in the process of hiring legal counsel and communications directors. Uh, they're, you know, they're they're truly building this independent entity with a very deliberative and thoughtful process, and an eye towards. Uh, uh, staffing up with independent people, not longtime political consultants who may have nefarious motivations or partisan-driven um, agendas. And so, again, that's very encouraging too. And I think, you know, as, as I reflect on both the caller's comments and 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 Jeff Timmer's, it's it it strikes me also that this process has worked thus far, and democracy works best when when people are involved. And the more people involved with this redistricting process, and there's now a structure set up to really embrace that involvement of the public as much as possible through having them draw their own maps, provide input on existing maps and proposed maps, and everything in between. The more people who are involved in this process this year, leading up to the maps uh, finalization in November, the better off the state will be at having a truly citizen led and driven redistricting process and maps that reflect the will of the citizens. And so that's really on all of us and on all of your listeners and everyone in the state moving forward. We've certainly seen an extraordinary amount of citizen involvement thus far, but we can't stop now. And and its success will be driven by the success of these maps will be driven by ongoing citizens' voices who will drive that process and and are empowered to drive this process if they step up and and are a part of it. Mm. And so redistrictingmichigan.org is that portal where citizens can continually stay informed and involved. And I really just call on everyone from all all sides of the political spectrum to use this process to be a part of the infrastructure to draw these districts and and be involved in that this year, because it will succeed with that high level of citizen
0: input. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Gary in Hamtramck. Gary, I've only got about a minute left in the segment, but I wanted to get your question in here.
2: Yeah, I was just wondering, it seems like in the past c- civil rights legislation, like the Voting Rights Act, was used as as a crutch to justify gerrymandering to supposedly protect black seats, such as in the 14th mm-hmm. Congressional District mm-hmm. here. And uh, is, yeah. is that... Uh, is that an obstacle that, that needs to be overcome? And can, once the seats are set up, can any, could, it, could there be subject to lawsuit yeah. by powerful forces like the Republican or Democratic parties Great or question. campaigns?
0: Great question. Mm-hmm. Great questions, Gary. Uh, go ahead, Jocelyn.
1: Yeah, that's certainly always a possibility. I mean, the process doesn't—the process oftentimes isn't built to um, to support change, and uh, and there's lots of ways in which that manifests itself. The good news is that the law really is also on our side here, and as well as the, the will of the people. Meaning, the um, you know, there's there have been legal challenges already, um, both in in other states and here. They have not succeeded. Uh, and the will of the people here has been so abundantly clear in, in, in amending our state constitution to create this commission, being involved in the selection process and now in the map drawing process. And again, as long as that, pub- that, that public involvement and engagement continues, the process will work. Uh, and that, that I believe stands as well for you know any, any potential um, effort to utilize the legal process to thwart you know thwart thwart the, the progress moving forward. I, I think it will continue to be unsuccessful. And um, and in, in my view, especially given the events of last week and where we are in this political moment, what gives me the most hope moving forward is that if citizens stay involved in the districting process in Michigan this year, we're in the best position possible to rebuild a political infrastructure in, in our state legislature, state senate, and in Congress that will truly be fully reflective of the people's voices, not any partisan agenda on either side.
0: Okay. Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson, great to have you with us uh, to explain all this. We will keep tabs on uh, what happens with this commission as its work gets started.
1: Thanks. And Stephen, I'll also mention we're doing our risk limiting audit at 11 a.m. today. So people will be announcing that soon. And and so those focused on still last year's election can know that our statewide risk limiting audit of the November election, which we've been planning since the start of my administration, begins today. And we should have the results of that. uh, And the affirmation of the results of our election is accurate
0: in a few weeks. Yes. Yes. Very good. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to talk with Chad Livengood of Crane's Detroit Business about the latest with Michigan COVID vaccine rollout efforts. We are almost dead last in the nation in terms of the number of vaccines that have gotten into arms so far. Why is that true? What are state officials doing to get us into a better space? Stay with us for more Detroit Today.